right, hello and welcome. Shalom, everyone. Today we are going to go over Shavuot, the giving of the Torah. What does this mean? What does it say? What is the scriptures telling us? First of all, we must keep what Yahweh has given. These are the Moedim, the appointed days of Yahweh. And I would submit to you that this is also the marriage day. When Yahweh brought them to Mount Sinai, Sinai, right? This is when Yahweh says to come and meet him. Just like with all the other days and times, if we're not careful, we don't come and meet with our Creator, and therefore what happens? We miss. We miss. We miss out. We miss on what we're supposed to do. We miss the whole thing. Starting with Passover, if we do not keep Passover, what happens? We're cut off. It says if you don't keep Passover, if you don't keep unleavened bread, every soul that doesn't do the unleavened bread, they're cut off. So I would submit to you right there that from that, People cannot have the knowledge. They don't know what's going on. They don't really get it because they don't do what he says to do. They don't come and meet him on the days he says to come and meet him on. Therefore, many people are just saying, <clears throat> I'm a Christian. I believe. I believe. I believe. And they sing their songs and they do all these things, but they don't really know how to get to the mountain. They don't know about the foot of the mountain. They don't know about what's happened, what's going on, and therefore they're just believing whatever they will. Let's start. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai, right? On the third new moon. When we look up these scriptures, when we deal with these scriptures, when we deal with these days, we have to understand these days, we have to understand what is the real deal here, what's really going on. We miss out because we are playing church. We miss out because we want to play cotton candy time. We miss out because we have so much going on. And we think that church is just a check-the-box type thing. We don't realize what... Stop playing religion and keep the commandments. Those commandments are also the Moedim of Yahweh. Right? If we don't do... If we don't meet him on the marriage supper, if we don't come and meet him, we are divorced. Yeshua and his blood will not cover our covenant because we continue to be a harlot. We continue in adultery. Through our Yiddish history, it has been customary that all night study of the Torah on the first evening of Shavuot. <clears throat> what does that sound like? If we would put this into what we really do and how we really live, and how we do things in life. What do you do on your honeymoon? What happens on the honeymoon? All night long. What happens here? All night study. What do you think we're going to be doing if we come up to the marriage supper? To Yahweh. Children are encouraged to memorize scripture and to be rewarded with treats. This is one of the three feasts which makes with all the males are to prepare before Yahweh. If not, we get this. We're playing religion. We don't have to keep the commandments. And he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in your name? Now stop. This is not your average Joe. This is not your average bar-dwelling person. This is not the drunk, the harlot, the whatever. These are so-called church folk. 
Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name. This sounds like preachers, women who say they're prophesied, whatever, right? In your name, cast out demons. Whoa, we don't see that at the gas station. In your name, done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Matthew 7:21. You need to take this to your Sunday school. You need to take this to your Sunday school and understand what's really going on in life. What's really going on in the spiritual world. What's really happening. What's really happening is when the prophets come and tell people the truth, they go, oh, don't want to hear that. The prophet comes to town and he says, hey, we need to get this right. You need to do this and you need to do that. People say, oh, wait a minute now. I'm my own Bible reader. I know what I'm talking about. Don't tell me what to do. How dare you tell me what to do? Because Abraham obeyed my voice and guarded my charge, my commands, my laws, and my Torah in Genesis 26 and 5. What? How could this be? I thought we could do what we wanted to do. And it came to be in the course of time that Calan brought an offering of the fruit of the ground of to Yahweh. Who? Cain and Abel. What happens here is we want to do what we want to do and we end up in or outside the boat. We're either in it, we found grace. How do we find grace? Grace is a favor. Noah found grace because he walked with Yahweh. He kept his commandments. Not because he went to some church. Not because he believed in some church. It's because he did what so saith. Because he did what so saith Yahweh. Right? If we're not careful, we fall into the church trap of as long as I believe in whatever... As long as I do whatever, as long, you know, I believe in my Bible verse, and my Bible verse tells me if I keep it this way, I'm going to be all right. And Seth, you're locked behind the doors. Yahweh has always wanted his people to be free. He's always wanted us to be a free people. Adam was given the law, and he knew the law, and what happened with Eve? It came to be in the course of time. And Hebel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And Yahweh looked to Hebel and his offering, but he did not look to Quayan and his offering. And Quayan was very wroth with his face, and it fell. Bersheath, Genesis 4 and 6. And Yahweh said to Quayan, Why are you wroth? Quayan. Why are you wroth? And why is your face fallen? If you do well, is there not acceptance? And if you do not well, sin is crouching at the door. And in its desire for you, it is to be the master of you. Is there any big surprise in all this is there any big surprise that we go and we see that we are chained to things that we are chained to sin we are chained to this we're chained to that but we go it's okay you come in here and you sit down he accepts you any old way you come in here whatever all that is you just have you a cupcake and enjoy life it's all cotton candy and cream squirrels around here Girls around here and then you leave out and you go that really didn't help me a lot that really didn't help me I wish I could find somewhere to go I wish I could find something and so what happens to most people they go talk to their doctor and their doctor gives them some pharmacia and all this comes snowballing down all because you didn't listen to Yahweh 
All because you're not betrothed to Yahweh. You're not accepting Yeshua. This is what the feast days are about. We can sit down and go through the Hebrew word of the feast day, Shavuot, and the 50 days of Shavuot, and we can make it sound real smart and real dandy and real sweet. But if you never do it and you never know why you're doing it or not doing it, what's the point? If you're doing it just to do it, just because, hey, my church has a choir singing, my church has a big dance-off, my church has this, then you're not doing it for the Creator, Yahweh. You're not doing it right. If we're not... Matthew 5.44, But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Yeah, but you don't know, my boss. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, but you don't know. We don't know. He don't know. What did he do? What is he saying here? But I say to you, love your enemies. The problem is we don't understand. We are the enemy. When you are a sinner, you're the enemy of Yahweh. That's the problem. That's the disconnect. That's where we don't understand. You are the enemy of Yahweh. If you're not keeping his Sabbath, if you're not keeping his feast days, then you are willingly, unwillingly, ignorance or not, driving people to hell. You're having them jump in the car and you're taking them right along. And that's what you're teaching them. So that's why it says love your enemies because he still loves us. Bless them that curse you. How many people say things that they should not say? Do good to them that hate you. Some people, something happens in their family and they start pointing to God. Oh, if this wasn't this, and if this wasn't that, and if this wasn't that, and if I wasn't sick, and if this wasn't that, and who do they hate? They hate. And pray for them. <clears throat> and pray for them which despitefully use you. Wow. Despitefully use you? You ever gone to church because you had a cold? You ever gone to church because you had something wrong? You ever went to church because you wanted it your way? You ever go to church because you wanted to keep your family? You ever go to church because you wanted to keep your husband or wife? You ever go to church because of whatever, and you have a big old whatever, and you have a big old prayer, and everything's fine, and what did you do? Leave the church and never come back. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Again, refer back to what we just talked about. Again, refer back to what we just talked about. How many times have people, because of their mom died, because of this one died, because they're sick, because they don't look in the mirror and say, Oh, <clears throat> maybe I shouldn't have done those things. Maybe I shouldn't have listened. Maybe I shouldn't have talked about that prophet. Maybe I shouldn't have, Maybe I should just do what he says. But none of that seems to come to mind. A lot of it's all, well, you know, if I would just play with ice cream and, and those people over there... These feast days are all to show us and to him that we love him, that we care enough to do what he says. What marriage is a marriage that no one does what they're told or even what they're asked? And like it or not, this is a commandment. This is a do as you're told, right? If we are the children of Yahweh, when he says, come and meet me on this day, we come and meet him. If not, what is it? Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession, although the whole earth is mine. Make no mistake about it. Yahweh claims, and it is all his. He's created it, right? It's all his. Nothing has changed. And now if you diligently obey my voice and shall guard my covenant, 
then you shall be my treasured possession above all the peoples for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a reign of Kohem and Kodos nation those are the words which you are to speak to the children of Israel somehow we only get the I'm a priest and a king but we forget and we don't get taught in the churches that if you if you diligently obey my voice and guard my covenant if you stop driving people away from me if you stop lying if you stop cursing if you stop doing all these terrible things and you come and meet me and you guard my Sabbath and you guard my Moedim different whole category now right if you want to meet Yahweh on his appointed days let's be honest the whole point of it is few people want to meet him on his appointed days isn't that sad there are some who are lost some that don't know some that just don't care some that outright just ain't got time to do it some that just don't want to do it right it's your chance. It's your time to be a witness. It's a time to follow him. It's a time to keep it and keep the vows. What's it all about? And keep the vows. What's it all about? Do what I say and you will be my children. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments, my statutes and my laws. Look what happened with Abraham. Almost everywhere you go, there's talk of Abraham. You go to church and they're Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. Why is that? Because the covenant Yahweh made with him. The covenant he made was not because why? Not because he sat around and ate ice cream and pie. Not because he went and blowed up the church and, and rocked it out with the electric guitar. It's not because he beat the drums. It, he didn't get up and do a jig in front of nobody that we know of. So why is it we have all this cream pudding in our church? The fluff and puff. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. Abraham. Adam and Eve broke it. Came, broke it. We want to go and, oh, well, grace. Well, that's where grace comes in. You know grace is in the Old Testament? There is favor right here with Abraham. That was all instituted the minute Eve took a bite. The minute Eve chose her God over her God. Chose her God over her God. Make sense? When he said what? Surely you won't die. Who did she believe? Hasatan, the devil, said, Surely, woman, you won't die. So now she had a choice. She's going to believe the creator who created her and her husband, or she's going to play the harlot and believe what he said. And this is what many do today. Well, I can play church. I can do it my way. What's wrong with my way? What's wrong with this way? What's wrong with that? Cain and Abel, in the course of time, Cain brought to Yahweh an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel, for his part, brought on the first, the firstling of his flock. Now stop. Many people say, well, what's the problem here? They both bought something. Where do we see that Yahweh ever says to bring me something from the ground? Pluck me up a flower. Bring me a sunflower. Bring, bring me some potatoes. Bring me... Do we don't even find potatoes in the Bible? So where do we see... Here's the problem. Every sacrifice we've seen from the beginning, Yahweh himself was an animal. He didn't close them with poison ivy leaves. Right? 
You know that's what you would have done if somebody disobeyed you and you had the choice. <laughs> I got something to dress you with. It's called poison ivy and poison sumac. I bet you'll listen to me. See how vengeful and hateful we are? That's what you would have done and you know it. I bet you'll listen to me next time. I'll learn you something. Yahweh took the coat and animal's blood that instituted blood, death, Something had to die because he said so. Regardless of anything. Something had to die. So the blood of those animals covered Adam and Eve. And right there, you know, they probably felt like mud. You know, they probably wanted to die. They probably... Adam named everything. Think about it. Everything came to Adam. It's very, very, very possible that those animals, that those animals, think about it now, those animals that Yahweh sacrificed for them was the very animals that Adam named. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine your dog named Fido? Could you imagine Fluffy? Could you imagine your prized possession that you played with, you seen running around, and you said, hey, and it got slaughtered to cover your sins? See, we don't understand the whole sin offering. We don't understand what has happened we just want to go throw grace and mercy on everybody like it's water out of a tub. Here, grace and mercy, grace and mercy, grace and mercy. We've missed the whole concept. The enemy has got us so deceived we don't understand what it costs. Again, could you imagine what it costs him to watch and it's even Yahweh created. He didn't even make it, but he had it there, just like your pet. You don't make the pet, but it's there. Your goat, your sheep, and it's upon your body now to cover you because you know you're naked, because you know you're a sinner. So right here we see that and Yahweh had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. He killed his brother because of what he did. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, instead of saying, I'll go find a lamb, a goat, something, I'll do it the right way, the way I was taught. He was not taught that, was he? Every time we see an offering, it was by fire. It was an animal, the blood of an animal. Otherwise, what is it? Every offering we see is not flowers. It's not, right? Cain said to his brother Abel, Let us go out in the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Yahweh put a mark on Cain so that no one who came upon him would kill him. Yahweh in his infinite grace and mercy still marked him that no one would kill him. Marked him that no one would kill him. Even though he was a murderer. What does that show? In our murderous heart, in the way we are, in the way that we do, what happens? If we're not careful, we think it's all covered. But it's only covered if we obey him. We got to keep his commandments. Well, that's that got to do with Shavuot. It's got everything to do with Shavuot because it leads up to Shavuot. It leads up to if we're obeying him or not. The problem is the world has sat back and said, <clears throat> Old Testament? What's that got to do with me? I live in a different world. No, you don't. There's nothing changed. Nothing's different. Just more people have the heart of Cain. More people are living an adulterous, terrible life, and they don't know it. Because their churches and their pastors tell them, 
oh, it's grace and mercy. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession, although the whole earth is mine. So what we see here is Yahweh calls man to be his bride. He says, you come and do what I say, and you obey my voice. Sounds like marriage talk, does it not? Sounds like we are a valued something to him. The instructions are the marriage certificate. Yahweh had to divorce the people because they went astray and broke his laws. Nothing he did. No nothing he did. Nothing he changed. We're some kind of messed up to go and say, well, he come and changed it. Come and changed what? What did he change? You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say, who said? Yeshua, the Savior, the Mashiach, says, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I submit to you right here, he hasn't changed. Not one bit. He's telling you even further. He's making it even harder, not easier. Where does the church get off coming and saying, oh, it's a difference. It's grace now. It's mercy now. You know why? Because they want this woman to stand before you half naked, clothes on so tight, men in skinny jeans so tight, everybody ain't got no nothing, and they can all lust for one another. Oh, come on now. Yeah, come on now. How come How come when you walk into church, there's lustful eyes and lustful people and people act like they want to go jump in bed. And then you get up in the choir and look at me. I'm sister so-and-so and I can sing a tune. And they could be 70 and they're still flaunting themselves. Still lustful. Still prowling around with those prideful ways. So has it changed? Has it changed where your grace and mercy? Have you changed? But I say to you that everyone looking on a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in her heart. In his heart. How can you say those vows are gone? How can you say you plead grace and mercy? I say, give me the old vows. You think you want bacon? It's a sin. We can have the pig roast. We can go and put the pig in the ground. We can do what we want to do. See, the problem is most do not want to be married. They want to play the harlot and act as though they are righteous. They want to be married. They want to have the vows. They want to have the security. They want to have the security. But they don't want to keep the vows. It's all over in the world today. Some people's probably already been this way, right? I want to get married. I'm having kids right in the middle of it all. Oh, I, I'm, I'm. They get caught in adultery. Well, what, got, what gives? Well, you know, you know, I just. So what really comes down to it is the church Andy we see today. We want to say we're attached to the Creator. We want to say we believe. We want to say a lot of things, but the very vows we go and commit lust and break and tear apart. And most people are okay. Even Sabbath, even in the Torah. Oh, well, it's okay. I can lust after bacon bits. I can do imitation bacon bits. I can hide them in the cabinets. I can put them here. I can put them there. Nobody's got to know. Is that the way to live our lives? Is hide it in the cabinet? Hide it away? Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Why is he talking about virgins? See, it's all about the marriage. It's all about coming to him and doing what he says. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in Yahweh. Believe in me also. Yokohan. 14. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Some were ready and some are not. 
Some are ready to go, and some ain't. And many, as we see in the scriptures, are not ready. Even the ones who thought that they had oil in their lamp. Even the ones they thought they did something. But what does it say? Notice it does not say, you kept my Torah, you kept my commandments, you kept my laws, you kept my Sabbaths. No one says that. They say, I did, I did, I cast out demons, I did many wonders, I did all these things. Instead of, I kept your commandments, I guarded your Sabbaths, I did this. In my Father's house are many staying places, some virgins are many mansions, and if not, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. Sounds like a wedding, sounds like what? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I shall come again and receive you to myself. Where I am, you might be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And how many people go know? And how many people go know? I don't know the way to go. I don't know where he's going. How many people right there said the same thing? What do you mean? I don't, I don't know the... I don't get it. What's he talking about? He's going and, and I know the way he's going. I know where he's going. I know if you don't know how what's wrong. That should tell you right there that Matthew is a true statement and you don't know him. I don't know where he's going. I don't know what that I, that's a parable. So now everything that we don't know becomes a parable that we just can't comprehend. No, I don't think so. He is going to prepare a place that we might be there. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife had made herself ready. So right there, he tells you what's going on. Marriage talk, going to prepare a place. In the custom of marriage, men take the wife and then set a date to come back to get them. In the meantime, they go to prepare the home for them. So we see Yeshua came to us to shed his blood that we might be covered and be made virgins. But we're only virgins, white as snow, through the blood by doing what? Keeping his commandments. You can't be married to someone and just keep committing adultery with them. There is nowhere that shows we are to break the covenant. There is no verse that tells us now we can commit adultery. There's no verses that say our vows are done away with. But furthermore, just like we've seen, that the verses actually state that now if we're looking at another God, if we're participating with other gods, if we're talking about other gods, we very well, very well may be committing adultery to our Creator. So when we say we come to the altar, what do you go to the altar for? To get married, to be washed and cleansed, to be set apart. Then as the day approaches, we are looking for the groom, Yeshua. Makes sense? Make sense? It should make sense. It should be clear as day. So, Yeshua. That's the whole problem, is we treat church like it's some magical potion that we come and sit down and we do whatever. But it's really about what? Shavuot is... To remember that we have received the Torah, the covenant, the marriage vow, the marriage, you do this and I will betrothal you. I will be yours and you will be mine. It's all through there. The do's and the do nots. This is why the enemy wants you to not keep the covenant. This is why the enemy and his wolves and his demonics tell you, do away with that law. You don't need a marriage certificate. You don't need that. Oh, you won't die if you go and do what I tell you to do. This is our time to prove we are worthy. 
If not, then we will not enter into his rest. We will not enter into his kingdom. We will not enter into his holy city. We will be just like those five foolish virgins. We never kept the feast days. We never did what he said. We never did what he told us to do. We did it our way. We did it our way. And we know good and well, if you know anything about marriage, if you do anything you want, it's not going to last. Well, you know what? I'm going to town, do what I want to all day. I'll be gone in three days. I'll be gone for four days. Most of the time, that's not going to last very long. But yet, we do it. Ain't been assembly in how long? Ain't had assembly in how long? Don't know what the feast days, nothing about them. Shavuot. I just thought that was some. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself, that where I am, there you may be also. We have to remember to do what he says. Then the reign of the Shelliam shall be compared to ten maidens who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. We don't fill our lamps. We don't want to fill our lamps. We don't have to fill our lamps. We see all through here that Yeshua is telling us to be ready. To obey his commands. Be ready. To obey his commands. To do what he says. But the church and all those around us tell us no, 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 no. Those commandments, the law, the feast days, Shavuot. The same people is going to be screaming, they did this in my name and did that in your name and did this and did this and did that. If we're not careful, he's going to say, depart from me. You're not worthy of my marriage. When the man takes a bride, he asks the father and pays the dowry, right? Yeshua was sent by the father, Yahweh, correct? What was he sent for? Was he sent for you to eat pig meat? Do you really think he was sent for that? Do you really think he's sent so you can eat a certain mushroom? Do you think he cares about that? Do you think we should care about that? Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Bride has made herself ready. How do you make yourself ready? How do you keep ready? How are you? You have to come to the way, the life, the truth, and believe in what he says and do what he says. If we don't, what happens? We're going to lose our marriage. We're going to lose the vows. We're going to lose what he says to do. Says to do. Just as easy and simple as that. We can say all we want. We can say we believe in church. We believe in this. We believe. We believe. We believe. But if we really believe, we'll come to Passover. We'll keep unleavened bread. We'll do the sheave offering. We'll do what he says to do. And we'll come to Shavuot. And remember, that was the vows. That was the original vows. So Yeshua was sent by the Father Yahweh. And he paid the dowry price with his blood. Yeshua said to her, Woman, what is it to me and to you? In Yokohan 2 and 4. My hour is not yet come. His marriage was not yet come. His marriage has not yet come for us. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him praise, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has prepared herself, and to her was given to be dressed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the set-apart ones. Wait a minute. I ain't got to be righteous. I ain't got to live right. I ain't got to obey. Oh, I think so. Because it says right here, the fine linen is the righteousness. You know that verse where he says that although your sins be red as crimson, that through this 
your righteousness. Through this, you will be white as snow. It's through righteousness, through believing and doing what he says. Not just believing it, because if you believe it, you will keep Shavuot. You will keep what he says to do. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the set-apart ones. And he said to me, Right blessed are those who have been called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of Elohim. Yahweh. See, the difference now is that we are the bride, and we are not married until the final banquet. We are not saved. We are not sanctified. We are not ready for anything until we come and be married to him again. How awesome is that? So the renewed vows of the new covenant is actually the new marriage certificate, if you will. The new name. You will be given a new name that no one knows except for Yahweh. This is what the marriage is about. See how that works so perfect together? So we find that the renewed covenant is actually our new wedding, our new vows, our new life with the Mashiach. The contract is, if you will. Yeshua is a gentleman and not a savage. He says, come and dine. Come and have life. Life and more abundant life. Everlasting life. Eternal life. If you come, if you thirst, come and I will give you water. What does happen? What does the gentleman do? What does the perfect man do? He provides for his bride. Or can you choose to do your will? Break his Sabbath. Worship how you will. Sing who you will. Sing until your heart desires. Sing, sing, sing. Dance, dance, dance. But you will not be getting married to this one. So it all comes down to will you meet Yeshua on his appointed days? Yeshua on his appointed days. Will you meet him the days that he says to meet him the way he says to? What's he says clearly, this is how it's done and this is how you do it. How do we meet him? At the foot of the mountain. We come to him at the altar. At the foot of the mountain. And we say father forgive me. I have sinned. But no 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 it's not over there. That is not it. That is the beginning. Is it over when you get married? Well that's it. Some people think it's over. Because they don't marry the right person. And it is over for them. You come at the foot of the mountain. And you say father forgive me. I'm a sinner. I have broken your vows. I am terrible. Instead of, oh, forgive me. I have sinned. I believe that I'm your friend. And I believe if you accept this. And I believe all that nonsense. Is that the way you betroll a woman? Oh, honey, I really think I like you. <laughs> Want to get married? Oh, well, sure. I mean, why not? Well, me too. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth Yahweh, she shall be praised. What are we told about fearing Yahweh? The beginning of wisdom is fearing Yahweh. So what do we do? We come to him and we ask for forgiveness. And then we come and meet him on Passover. We do unleavened bread. We do the first fruits. We do Pentecost. And then we have trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Right? We come and we listen and we do all he says. We keep his feast days because Yahweh has a clock that's his own timepiece. Not our watch, not what's on our wall, not what we want it to be. Not the grace and mercy we want to have. It's Yahweh's clock. And he says, these are my witnesses. And the sun and the moon. And the way that he says to do it is the way that he wants it done. Any other way, we're coming as a thief. We're coming as a harlot. We're asking to be paid for some money to do the deed. That's what's really happening. 
were coming were saying, Oh, I hear all that, but give me the cotton candy church. I like it better. Give me what I like more. And give me what I want. Oh, please, can I have it my way? No, you can't. You know why? Because, And all the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh has spoken, we will do. It's already been sewn up for you. Your ancestors have already said, we will accept your marriage certificate. We do accept your marriage certificate. And Moses brought back the words of the people to Yahweh. Don't you think that's where we get the uh, priests marrying the two people? Because that's what's happening here. All the people, the bride said, we will do what Yahweh says. The bride says we will do what Yahweh says. The mediator, Moshe, goes and tells Yahweh, the groom, she will do what you said. She will keep your vows. She will do anything to marry you. And then what happens? Not the cotton candy church. Not the way that we want it to be. Not the way the woman thought it was going to be. What happens? We come and meet him. We come and we do what he says. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him praise. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has prepared herself. The preparation, the oil and the lamps is what? is doing what he says, is coming to the days that he says, come to Shavuot and understanding what's really going on. But I know, I went back to church, and you know what the church told me? The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. If you don't keep the commandments, if you don't keep the feast days, if you don't do it, come on. What's happening here? What are we finding out? The marriage supper, the people are not ready. We see it all through history. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soul as an offering to Yahweh. He does not accept the way that we do business. He accepts what he set forth. He accepts the very wedding vows that he put into motion. The problem is, the problem is, for most, they don't understand. Some are ignorant. They just don't get it. They, they're not taught. That's what ignorance is. It's, they was not taught. For many of us, we just didn't know. We thought everything was fine. We had the enemy telling us that all we had to do was show up in this building and clap our hands and, and sing a song and all would be right. But the scriptures and the creator says, come and do what I told you to do. Come and keep my vows. If you want to be my bride, you have to keep my vows. And we go, oh, wow, really? I have to keep the Sabbath? Instead of it looking as a loving relationship, what do we do? I have to keep the Sabbath day. I have to keep... What are we showing? Many will say to me, don't you think that's going to be the group that says, Oh, the Sabbath is so hard. I can't help from cussing people out. I can't help from being mean to people. I can't help it. Oh, I just want to go. And what they end up doing? Oh, they think they're doing Shavuot. They think they're doing the feast. They think they're doing tabernacles while they're out jolly vating and finding boyfriends and girlfriends and playing games and board games and Monopoly games and all their little demons tell them it's fine. Let's play Monopoly. Because you're not learning a thing about the Creator. You're not getting a bit, not an ounce closer to the Creator. There's not a drop the giving of the Torah. So we have to come to his name and have to take his name. So we have to keep and guard what Yeshua said to do. So will you take the name of Yeshua? It makes a whole lot of sense now, right? 
What's his name? What's the difference? Oh, well, what does it matter? What if I use any name? Then you're marrying anybody off the street. Any other God, any other thing, you're just marrying no bebop. Here comes Anthony, let's marry him up because he's there and I'm going to fix him up and powder his nose. And that's the guy I want to marry. But to be married to Yeshua, you have to take his name. You have to take his vows. You have to do what he says and you have to obey him. Isn't it amazing that the whole world obey him? Isn't it amazing that the whole world has went completely away from the marriage in the way it should be. The woman does it now. The woman's on the top. The woman tells me what to do. If mama ain't happy, nobody happy. And all this deceitful things has come in to what? Well, I like it this way. Well, she likes it that way. Well, we like it this way. Well, everybody likes their own ways. Everybody's different and all the stuff we hear. You shall count from the next day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheep of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be completed, even to the next day after the seventh Sabbath. You shall count fifty days. You shall offer a new meal offering to Yahweh. Leviticus 23, 15-16 So right here we see how to keep it. How to keep it. After unleavened bread, we come to the Shavuot. We come to this. But in order to keep it correctly, we got to count the Omer that we're told we're commanded to keep the Omer, right? Keep the Omer. Count the days. Count from the next day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be counted. Even into the next day after the seventh Sabbath, you shall count fifty days, and you shall offer a new meal offering to Yahweh. This is the day of Shavuot, the fiftieth day. Leviticus twenty-three fifteen through sixteen. Leviticus twenty-three fifteen through sixteen. This is where we find we are keeping His commandments. We are doing what He says to do. If we don't, what happens? How can we be the bride if we don't listen to a word he says? Well, honey, I need you to go to town and get some bread. And she brings back fish. I wanted some bread. Well, I wanted fish. Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you, and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheep of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. Leviticus 23 and 10. 10. So now I'm telling you how to get there. Right? We have to know how oh. to... It's all vanity. It's all about what it looks like. It's all about what's cooked up in the pot. It's all about how good it tastes. It's all about everything but what it's supposed to be. What it's supposed to be. This is truly all about the Creator. This is about us coming to know Yahweh. Us coming to know Yeshua. Every time Yeshua was tempted by Hasatan in the wilderness during his 40-day fast, Yeshua rebuked him by quoting the Torah. So what do you think happened there? It's amazing that he used the word, the Torah, to rebuke Hasatan. So what do you think we're supposed to Hasatan? So what do you think we're supposed to do? See, the problem is, we listen to him. We go and say, oh, well, that sounds like a great idea. How about we do that? Slap that guy in the head, do this, do that. That sounds, well, that sounds like a good way to be. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I don't have to do this way. Maybe I don't have to do what anybody says. I can read the Bible for myself. And then we're left with what? Finding ourselves in a big cotton candy church again. We thought all was well as long as we had the cotton candy church. 
We thought all was well. We didn't have to keep those days. All them people at church, the whole world. Right? The whole world does what they want to. I can't be the only one wrong. I can't be the only one that doesn't get it right. I can't be the only one that does this this way. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. He didn't do it by doing it his way. He did it because he listened to Yahweh. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him praise for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife prepared herself. Folks, if we're not very, very careful, we're going to find ourselves short. We're going to find ourselves not keeping his commandments, not doing what he says. And because why? Because we wanted the cupcake version. We wanted the way that we thought it should be. We wanted to hear it the way we liked to hear it. We wanted to hear, well, you know what? If we just do what he says our way, you know, if we just come into the mountain and listen, that's good enough. Not everyone who says to me, Master, Master, shall enter into the reign of the Shelliam, but he who is doing the desire of my Father in the Shelliam. And then I shall declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you who work lawlessness. To please the Father, we must be pleasing unto the Son, Ben Yeshua. In closing, Acts 4 and 12, And there is no deliverance in anyone else, for there is none other name under heaven, under the Shelliam, given among men, by which we can be saved, in which we need be saved, in which we can be saved. So what does that tell us? We have to come to the mountain. We have to listen to the prophet. We have to listen to Yahweh. We have to listen to his word. If we're not, we are still in slavery. We just don't realize it. We are enslaved and we're letting the Pharaoh, our Pharaohs of this world, tell us what to do. And the ultimate price is, not everyone who says to me, we believe in Baal. We believe in whatever God. We think we can go and celebrate any way we want. We'll do it the way we want. We don't have to keep those days, do we? And he says, come and dine. Come, listen to me. Come and do what I said. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. We cannot practice lawlessness anymore. We can't go and say, Well, I never heard about Sinai. I didn't know I had to obey your voice. I didn't know I had to obey what you said. I didn't really think I had to. My pastor told me, As long as I do this and I do that, I didn't understand when I come to repent. I had to come to the foot of your mountain. I had to come and believe what you said. I had to come and do all the things you said. I had to come on your timing. See, we can look at our clock and look at our dates and look at what the world gives us and we can believe all we want to. But if we're not on his timing, how can we expect to meet him on his marriage supper? How can we get that new name? How can we go and do what he says? How can we even say we believe if we don't do what he says. If we're not careful, we're just believing the enemy. We're letting the wolves of the world come and tell us what's what. We forgot when he sets the time, we're supposed to be there. And that's what it's all about. Being a good bride, you'll do what your husband says. The world can tell you anything. The world can tell you anything. You ain't got to listen to that man. That, that's a man you don't listen. And you can listen to all that worldly nonsense, garbage, devil talk you want to. But the scripture says Yahweh, and then man, and then the woman. And it's set up that way because we see in reverse of how it got to trouble. Eve, and then the man, 
And then Yahweh had to step in and have bloodshed because of sin. So instead of us unwillingly, ignorantly, however you call it, calling any more bloodshed and any more fiery time and causing anybody else to get in the car with us and drive us to that place and kick them off in it, let's do what the Creator says, shall we? So until next time, may Yahweh bless you. May his kindness shine upon you, and may he grant you shalom. Shalom, everybody. Thank you very much for watching, for listening. If you would, let us know if you need any help with this, the dates, the times, the calendars, that we are ever learning and finding more about the Creator and trying to please him. That is our duty. It says in Ecclesiastics, the whole duty of man, right? We are supposed to be pleasing into the Father. And what's wrong with that? Father, hear. Father, forgive me. Father, teach me. Father, help me. Father, help me. Did I do good today? Was I doing? What's wrong with that? Instead of, I'm saved. I'm ready. I'm, you're arrogant. And probably ignorant. Don't. Set yourself up for failure. Well, I can be Moses. I can be this one. I feel like Job. You're you. Be you. You was created as you. Now just be you. But do what Yahweh says. And then you will get the new name. Stop naming yourselves. I am Ben Ben whatever of Ben Ben Israel. What? The whole world thinks you're wacky. And you're looking tacky. So do the right thing, right? Shavuot, the giving of the Torah, the wedding vows, the wedding marriage, and I believe it's the same day that will be the marriage supper. So again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. May Yahweh bless. Let us know. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening. May Yahweh bless.